It's Wired, the Pistons podcast, presented by Chief. Here's your host, Matt Derry. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Wired, the Pistons podcast. Thank you for joining me as we get you ready for Game 2 Wednesday night. The Pistons go back on the road to Milwaukee to face the Bucks. A couple of days of rest after Sunday's defeat at the hands of Milwaukee, 121-86. And now trying to erase what took place in Game 1 and have a different mindset and a different approach going into Game 2 and likely without their star player, Blake Griffin, really the franchise and the guy that's carried them all season. Still bothered by that sore knee, Dwayne Casey saying on Tuesday that Griffin remains day-to-day. There was a report from Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo Sports the other day that in fact Blake Griffin was going to miss uh, you know the first round of the playoffs and sit out the entire thing. There's been some talk about you know Blake wants to play, but what do the doctors have to say? It, regardless, the Pistons are saying he's day to day. He's obviously not 100. percent He's obviously not even 80. percent If he couldn't even play in Game One, and now Detroit has to find a way to go on the road Wednesday night and face this Milwaukee team and just get off to a better start. But, you know, it's it's easier said than done. The Bucks are on a mission right now. There's a reason why they won 60 games during the regular season. There's a reason why Giannis Antetokounmpo likely will be named MVP. But you look up and you say, man, the Pistons scored just 18 first-quarter points, and it got off to such a rough start, trailing 20-4. to They've got to score the ball. But on the other side, you look up and you say, Milwaukee put up 38 in that first quarter the other night, did whatever they wanted to do offensively, especially with Giannis, who just kind of bodied Thon Maker out of the way and then drove by Andre Drummond when Andre was forced to guard him. We'll have to wait and see. But we're going to preview the game and head into the coach's office in a moment and uh, get a preview of the Pistons' approach for Game 2. Again, my name is Matt Derry. We're presented to you by Jeep. This is Wired, the Pistons podcast. And let's, so without further ado... Get a coach's perspective on Game 2. All right, let's do this. Let's preview Game 2. Pistons and Bucks Wednesday night, of course, 8 o'clock in Milwaukee with Bucks up 1-0. Assistant Coach Sidney Lowe joins me now, who's been through many of these playoff wars, etc. Coach, uh, always a pleasure. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Matt. Thank you. All right, so take me back to Sunday. How quickly do you kind of try to erase that from your memory and move forward? Well, you know, I, I think it's twofold. I think one, you do, you want to, you want to erase it and and get on to the next game and you know get in the gym and and, and make your adjustments and what have you. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to forget that feeling. You know, you want to remember uh, that game. You want to remember it and, and and use that as a, as a motivation uh, for game two. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can get motivated about. One is just playing basketball and being in the playoffs. But obviously, when you um, you know, when you when you lose a ball game the way we did, you know, you can't forget that. You don't want to get that feeling again. Sid, how much do you put on them just playing a magnificent game? And look, they're the one seed for a reason. And how much was it that you guys were disappointed in your own effort? Well, I think it's both. I think obviously they're a very good ball club, um, very talented, and they, you know, they play hard and they execute their stuff. And obviously they're. You know, they, they're one guy who really ignites everything for them, their energy, their attitude and everything else. So you give them credit. Um, but I also, I also feel that we, we could have played better. You know, there were some things we didn't do. We didn't do well. Um, and, um, you know, we, obviously we have to do better in the second, in the second game. Sydney Lowe with me, of course, lead assistant for Dwayne Casey, Pistons and Bucks uh, tomorrow night. 
All right, uh, you know, everybody's asking about Blake Griffin and, and, and injuries and everything else, and Dwayne Casey says he's day-to-day and nothing's going to change there, but how much of that is a distraction or, or, or something that's, that's, that's being talked about around the room? Well, I think we all just understand our situation. You know, it is day-to-day, and, you know, certainly we'd love to have him back, and, and I think the players obviously – you know, they, they want their teammate in there with them, but we understand the situation. And, you know, our, the rest of the guys have to prepare, you know, to, to, to play without them. And, you know, it's, it's, but it's opportunities. You know, there's opportunities for, for other guys to step up. There's opportunities for guys to get minutes in the playoff and the, that type of atmosphere. And, and um, you know, so they have to go play. You know, it's, we, we have to play a little different, obviously, because we can't go through Blake. But um, I think we still have have uh, stuff in place that we can still be effective you know it's just a matter of us just going out and doing it well, what specifically because I know the offense really changed when, when you guys took over and you handed him the keys to the car and he drove it all season how, how much of a factor is it you know with him out that you just you've got to change so much especially on the offensive end yeah I mean it's it's a big it's a big factor you know because uh, I would say probably 75% of the stuff went through Blake, you know, whether it was a post up, a, a pick and roll or DHO or anything, you know, it went through him because he's so good at, at initiating stuff, uh, initiating it. So, um, we had to make some adjustments with our, with our offensive plays that we, that we run now, you know, aren't, aren't all the same that we ran with him. We still run some of them. Um, but we, you know, we have to figure, we, we're figuring out other ways to get scores, you know, um, certain plays for, for, for Jack or for Wayne or for Luke or, um, for LG, you know, we, we're, we're finding other ways, which, which we had some of those things in anyway, but we have to run those plays a little more than we did, uh, than when we had Blake. Talking to Sidney Lowe here, Pistons and Bucks for Game Two on Wednesday night. What about Andre Drummond? Um, how did you see the ejection and, and, and the subsequent fallout after that? And, and obviously, you need him on the floor. And then, look, Sunday night got away from you. It's one game. How do you view his play and and what took place on Sunday? Well, I, I think I think Andre has been great all year, you know. And and I thought he I thought he gave an effort, uh, great effort, and. Sunday's game, you know, it, it's it's the heat of the battle, it's the heat of a moment, it's, it's 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 the competitor in you, and you know, I'm not certainly not uh, condoning, you know, just just hitting people or whatever uh, illegal stuff. But at the same time, I understand it, and you know, they had to call it, but it wasn't it wasn't as vicious or as brutal as as it uh, I think some people thought it was. You know, he pushed them, and you know. Worst things have happened to players than, than, than a little a push, especially a guy like Giannis, as tough as he is. Uh, so, you know, but it was it was unfortunate. It was a little frustration, which I completely understand. You know, a guy wanting to win and just frustrated. But they had to do what they had to do, and we understand that. And, you know, now we move on from that. But, you know, I think Dre has been great. And, uh, you know, so, so he's prepared and ready to go out for game two. That was a love tap in the playoffs in the 80s and 90s when you and I were uh, growing up, right? Yeah, that definitely wouldn't have been a two. It wouldn't have been a flagrant foul at all. It, they would have told the guy, get up. <laughs> it, it seems like with Giannis, and look, it's one, play, it's one game, but you know, how they officiate him, probably kind of difficult, Sid, right, in terms of, in terms of just the size and strength and everything that he brings to the table? 
Yeah, yes, he is because he, you know, like you said, he's he's long. You know, he's got those long strides, and and sometimes he makes a move when he does the euro. When you cut him off, it looks like a travel um, because it's it's so slow when he does the euro when you body him up. Um, it's it's difficult. I, I I've got to believe that it's difficult for officials to to officiate him because of, like you said, his length, his size, and and how athletic he is and how he moves it's got to be difficult to uh to officiate a guy like that you started the game with thon maker on him uh ended up andre drummond guarded him for a while too uh more of the same uh, tomorrow night um we're gonna have to wait to see on that one Matt. We, we <laughs> i don't i i can't can't divulge that information right now <laughs> i i tried hey by by uh, by the way i i did see Dwayne casey did say hey maybe we could play some zone uh, you know, do do you like do you like that, or is that just oh, you're laughing at me? <laughs> yeah, if, coach, if coach said that, I'm gonna let you go. Whatever coach said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my peace on those. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe Case can call Jim Beheim and get some zone tips. Oh, play Syracuse zones. Yeah, bring those wings up real high. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. But I mean, in all in all seriousness, do you? I mean, is that almost like a panic move to to go zone, or, or do you look up and go, look, we'll do whatever it takes. No, I, I don't think anytime you're you're uh, strategizing for a team, I don't I don't think it's a panic move. Whatever you decide to do, you know whether you're whether you're trapping a big man in the post, whether you're trapping a guard, whether you're whatever fronting a post, whatever you're doing, I think that's all strategical stuff you're trying to do to win the ball game. You know, you got to face it. You know, guys, these guys are are good, obviously. And I don't mean Milwaukee. Just I'm just just in general. Teams are good, and you try. You have to try to find ways to take something away from them. You got to try to find it. Whether it's a great post up team, how are you going to take away that? Great pick and roll team, how are you going to take away that? You know, are you going to trap the post? Are you gonna trap pick and roll? Are you going to go zone? What are you going to do to take away fast breaks? What are you going to do? So, you know, I don't think I don't think anything. Any adjustments that you make in a game, I don't think it's a panic mode or a gimmick. I think I think the mistake sometimes is if you don't make any adjustments, that then you know what are you doing? So uh, you know we'll 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 see what see what we do. Sydney Lowe with me. Um, I know Luke Kennard is someone you like a lot, and 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 was one guy that was one of the bright brighter spots for you in Game One. How do you continue to how do you continue to get him shots? Well, I mean, that's just it. What you said, we have to continue to get him opportunities because because he can score the ball. Um, you know, he can run pick and rolls. He can create shots for other people. So, I think you know, coaches already talking about things that just getting him more involved and, and uh, getting the ball in his hands a little more. Tell me about you know, people talk about well, what adjustments can you make and and et cetera. How much is it maybe just making just just a couple of early shots going down from the perimeter when you guys were at your best this year? It was, it was when your perimeter scores and when 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 Wayne Ellington showed up too, started making shots. That's always a key. I mean, you know, regardless of what we do defensively, it doesn't matter. You know, you can't we can't be we can't have four points. You know, after five six minutes, we can't that can't happen. So. You know this team. They this team led the league in scoring 117 points a game. So we're going to have to we're going to have to make baskets. If we can't make shots, then then it's, it's always going to be tough, no matter who we play. 
Do you watch the other series, like maybe even last night, late night, when Golden State uh, somehow gagged away a 30-point lead to the Clippers? Does that have any impact on your locker room to say, hey, look, see what, see what L.A. did? Or is that, is that stuff that us in the media just talk about? No, absolutely. Absolutely. We watched those games, and, and, and you know, Coach mentioned that, asked how many guys saw the game, and, and um, you know, they saw what happened. So that's the, that's the thing about it. If you just keep playing – Keep playing hard. Keep playing the right way. But you've got to make shots. You've got to score the basketball. Final thing on Milwaukee. We've talked about Giannis a little bit. What else are they doing and what else do they do on Sunday that, that, that worries you a little bit and, and is, obviously, is obviously an advantage for them? Well, I mean, they've, they've, they've got very good players. I mean, you know, Bledsoe is a problem. I mean, you know, his speed, um, his ability to get to the basket. You know, uh, Middleton, obviously, able to shoot the ball scoring. Lopez... Uh, defensively just staying down in the paint trying to clog up the paint so you can't get to the basket plus he's popping for three so you know they they i mean it's, it's not just not just Giannis. i mean they they've got some very good players they play well together they move the ball to each other and um and they defend so you know we we just have to be sharp we have to be sharp in our game we have to make shots and then we just have to try to take take some of the things away from them and not give them everything Brooke Lopez shooting threes, man. This game has really has really changed, hasn't it? Yes, it has. I mean, I was I was watching Utah uh, the other night and uh, Houston, and guys have, have open dunks and layups. Sid, they're passing it out for three. It's the three ball. That's the analytic. That's it. Crazy. All right, man. Well, uh, good luck tomorrow night. Thanks again. All right, thank you. Sidney Lowe, longtime NBA head coach, assistant coach, been in the league a very very long time. The former NC State Wolfpack guard. Giving us a couple of minutes here on Wired, and we appreciate his time, Dwayne Casey's lead assistant, and you heard from uh, Coach Lowe right there. Got to make shots. You look up from from Sunday night, and you hate to just harp on Sunday because it was ugly. Uh, the, the, the Pistons' effort, and, and, and Sidney said it, it was kind of a combination of the Pistons' effort and certainly the Bucks being on fire, and you could tell there was a look in those guys' eyes in Milwaukee. They did not want to hear about Oh, Milwaukee hasn't won a playoff series in 18 years and all that stuff. And looking around the East and seeing that Orlando uh, sprung an upset in Game 1 over Toronto, seeing that Brooklyn sprung a Game 1 upset uh, in their series in Philadelphia, the Bucks did not want that to happen in their home gym on Sunday night. And they came out like gangbusters, and the Pistons just couldn't match the effort and intensity. And, you know, Dwayne Casey talked about it today. They've got to ratchet it up. They've got to pick up their effort and intensity even more because without Blake Griffin, you've got to get every 50-50 ball. You've got to dive on the ball, on the floor for loose balls. Uh, you you got to scratch and claw for offensive rebounds. But you also, too, have to make shots. When Thonmaker goes 2 for 10 and misses six three-pointers, all right. when Reggie Jackson attempts a three and doesn't make it, when Bruce Brown goes 1 for 2 in 12 minutes, Wayne Ellington, 2 for 10 in 28 minutes, Andre Drummond, who's usually a pretty productive field goal percentage guy, goes four for nine in 26 minutes. And you're having to be Langston Galloway, two for eight. Ish Smith, two for six. You're not going to win. You've got to find a way to outscore Milwaukee. And this is a team that averages over 118 points per game and put up a 121 burger on Detroit on Sunday. So... Grinding out possessions, hustling, having an ex- making the extra effort, and making shots is going to be so, so key. And look, the bottom line is this. Detroit, even with Blake Griffin, is not as good as the Bucks. 
But on any given night, anybody can beat anybody. And with Milwaukee's injury situation, and with Malcolm Brogdon and Tony Snell and guys like that, Paul Gasol out, the Pistons have to take advantage of it. They've lost all five meetings that they've played with Milwaukee this year. Four in the regular season and the one playoff game on Sunday. Go in there Wednesday night, steal one. Find a way. Grind out possessions like we talked about. you got to make shots. You shoot 38%, you're not going to win. You shoot 8 for 27 from 3, you're not going to win. And as far as Giannis goes, dude's just a monster. He really is. But it was those other guys too. Brooke Lopez with, with 14. Eric Bledsoe with 15. George Hill came off the bench and just torched the Pistons for 16. If those guys are making shots, and if those guys are are, are the complementary pieces to Giannis, but in double figures, it's going to be a long night for Detroit. But I think the Pistons have a shot here. I do. Um, you know Milwaukee's going to let down a little bit. Everyone's been telling them on Monday and Tuesday how great they are and how they're going to sweep uh, Detroit. Pistons got to go in there on Wednesday night and just out somehow outlast Milwaukee, but they've got to put up more than 86 points. This has become a scoring league in a big way. This is a three-point shot, and 120 points is nothing. All right, go on to the days of the Pistons and Celtics playing playoff games in the 60s. Remember that? In 2001 and 2002. Go on to the days of the you know, Pistons and Pacers playing in the 80s, back in 03-04 and 02-03. Those days are done. Last night, was it uh, Brooklyn or Philadelphia put up 145 points? Clippers came back to beat Golden State, putting up 133 points? Pistons have got to... If the Pistons are going to beat the Bucks Wednesday, they've got to be in the in the 110s, 113 range, and they've got to make perimeter shots because Giannis is all over the place defensively. He's out on the perimeter. He's blocking shots out on the interior. So making the extra pass, playing with energy, playing with purpose and pace, getting back defensively so that the Bucks can't run out, all going to be keys to this victory. Wednesday night for the Pistons and the Bucks. You can catch Wednesday night's game on Fox Sports Detroit with George Blaha, Greg Kelser, Johnny Kane. 8 o'clock for Detroit and Milwaukee. Pistons will be back home for games 3 and 4 Saturday night and Monday night. We hope to see a little Caesars Arena. And for tickets, you can get them at 248-377-0100. This has been Pistons Wired, the podcast. We'll be back with you before game 3 to preview that one. Uh, Friday or Saturday, we'll definitely do that. Thanks to Sydney Lowe, Pistons assistant coach, for joining me. My name is Matt Derry. Go Pistons, and we'll talk to you again later on in the week.